Welcome back to the podcast. This is Casey. I'm Jill. We are two Gen Xers and a microphone. Jill, it is Dear Doula with a guest. Our first guest with Dear Doula. I Welcome, love it. Regina. Thank you. Regina, we are so excited to have you and you brought your own topic. I did. Thank you. I was doing the Crypt Equip. It sounds silly, but I do the Crypt Equip in the newspaper every day. And this quote came up, and I thought, what a perfect opportunity if I am meeting with Jill and Casey. And it's from an, uh, a British, I believe he's a British actor, Henry Cavill. We are not positive of the pronunciation. But the quote is, if you have a backup plan, then you've already admitted defeat. Interesting. So our dear doula is, are you admitting defeat if you have a backup plan? Regina, we're going to kick it over to you to kick us off with the answer. What do you think? I think it's a loaded question. <laughs> a little bit. In my personal experience, um, and I, the, I thought of two things as I we talked about a little bit ago. I thought of two things when I read this quote, but the first thing I thought of was theater because I've done a lot of uh, producing of theater, and in the small town that I was the producer. Mm -hmm. This is not the same as it is for Hollywood producers. My job was to basically make sure everything got done. Okay. Find people to do the sets, find people to do the um, costuming, the makeup, and then make sure they are doing their job. So to me, I felt like I always had to have sort of a backup plan or more like the what ifs. Mm -hmm. What if Susie doesn't show up to do make? makeup on the day I need. Who am I going to have help? Right. What if costuming falls through? And I know that my good friend who is producing in the same town that I just moved from has had this happen just recently. What if the costuming all falls through? Mm -hmm. what, do you, what do you do next? So I lose a lot of sleep thinking about the what would I do should this happen? And 80% of it never happens. Sure. But the problem is 20% of it does. Right. So it's nice to have that little bit of a, of a safety net. Now, it doesn't always go the way I think. Of course. And I think, too, in theater, there's an understudy. So I think inherently there's a backup plan because yeah. you can't rely on life not happening. Correct. It did happen, actually, in one of the instances, um, and sadly it happened to my own daughter, but the... The, the whole cast was cast. My mm -hmm. daughter was cast as one of the daughters in um, uh, Fiddler on the Roof. Okay. And then was diagnosed with thyroid cancer the next week. Oh, my word. So we had to replace her of because course. we did not know. Right. This particular actor, who just happened to be my daughter, we don't know, we don't know what surgery is going to mm -hmm. be. We don't know what treatment. We have no idea. Right. So we had to back up plan, back, plan B. Right. So, um, and then from that point on, we tried to, in this particular community theater, have someone sort of as a co, like a co-producer, okay. a co-director, a co, mm -hmm. someone else, instead of one person running lights, let's have two or three. Mm -hmm. So in case something happens, we can either A, train someone else, or B, someone else can just step right into that particular role. Right. And to me, that's more as if you are maximizing your options for success than admitting defeat by having an alternative plan. I agree. 
I agree. And for me, I always felt like then I'm also training my successor. Sure. I'm training the next generation. Mm -hmm. I still have thoughts of how things should be run there. But we moved away, so hey, (laughs) I got to meet you girls. Well, Jill, I've known a very long time, but I got to meet Casey here just recently. But um, I feel like that's a way to also grow the program Mm -hmm. a little bit. But there are things that fall. Things that happened, sets that fall. Sure. um, People that break ankles on dress rehearsal week. So there are just things you just have to kind of learn. Now, you can't play in for all of those things. And so I don't think it's an admitting defeat if you have a backup plan. I think it's also very good to be able to roll with the punches. I agree. I think not everybody is equipped to change on the fly. And so if they haven't prepared, if they haven't thought through the what ifs, if that best laid plan doesn't go according to plan, it is hard to shift. It's hard to 2020 word pivot. It, you know, it's just really hard to maneuver in a nimble way if you haven't thought through what options you might have, especially if you haven't considered what may come your way. So my mind works in a very strategic way in that I like to think about what will I run into, positively and negatively? I like to think of the scenarios. What will I anticipate? What barriers might I run into? What risks and rewards so that I have multiple options? So not only do I have a plan B, I have a C, a D, I might have a Z because I can see different patterns. I can mm-hmm. see different paths. And to me, it's not so much about, again, defeat. It's really about maximizing my opportunity to get somewhere alternatively. And if I run into something, I know that I can get through whatever is in front of me. I just may have to change direction. And I don't have to admit defeat. I have a change of plan. See, what you're saying reminds me of something I told a very young niece once when she was questioning her faith and and I was explaining heaven and mm-hmm. maybe this isn't the place to talk about this but I said okay so let's just say you want to go to Cincinnati I'm going to take the interstate you want to take the highway but your friend takes all the back roads but we all get to Cincinnati right it can all be the same thing mm-hmm. and I, I feel like that's a little bit with this, whereas if you come up, if you think of those routes of ways you could get to the final product, right, is fine. I do understand what he's saying a little bit in one way because the beginning of this was I go full bore with everything I do because, <laughs> and, and as an actor, he probably does because if you don't go full bore sure. in some things, you're you are kind of planning for the um, the fall or. What if your backup plan actually becomes your self-fulfilling prophecy? Absolutely. And I think that might be, I am not trying to put words in Henry Cavill. We don't know for sure how to spell his name, (laughs) how to pronounce his name. I didn't look that up closely. I'm sorry. We're not trying to put words into his his mouth or or Mm -hmm. actually put thoughts into his brain. But what if you say, well, if it doesn't work out, I'll just do. You might be 
fulfilling your prophecy. I agree. And I, I agree. I can see both sides to this, that while my mind is absolutely running down the path of, I see lots of options. Mm -hmm. I don't want to enter into something with a desired outcome of, well, if it doesn't just, if it doesn't work out, I can just do, I can take the out. Why am I going to jump into something if that out is the easy option? And so I think about with, let's just take marriage. I never would have entered into marriage with the mindset of, ah, if it doesn't work out, I'll just get divorced. Now, having said that, I do think it's critical that you at least consider what all the options are that could come your way. You're not planning for it. You're not devising a plan B. However, you also can't control everything that comes your way. And so divorce might be an option down the road. You know, having a divorce to the marriage may become what happens, even though you never had it as a plan B. Right. That was never your backup plan. Never. But it could have become your backup plan. That's right. Yeah, I think there's a lot of things in life when, you know, just listening and thinking about all the things we don't control. Uh, COVID, right, came out of the blue. Yes. And I think, oh, all of a sudden, everyone's at my work is sent home to work. Mm-hmm. And we're not set up to have hundreds of people working from home. Mm-hmm. So it had to be a quick what is our plan B? Right. It had to, it was a develop as you go kind of thing. So it wasn't that there was no plan B. It was not a robust plan B because you didn't even consider that scenario. And a lot of times, you know, especially like in a manufacturing environment, you know, you don't plan like we are not going to fail, but you also have to run all the traps. And so that's part of it too, is part of your planning when you make this commitment is, yeah, I'm gonna do this, but I also realize I'm gonna put some little traps in place so that I can follow through on this commitment. And I think what Henry's trying to maybe instill is the, you know, you can do this, you can follow through on something, don't rest on your laurels. That's a great way of looking mm-hmm. at it. And just go all in. Like jump in with two feet. Yes. Go Assume you're going to go for, forward with two feet. Just jump in. Just just jump in and do it. And then if you have to start to doggy paddle a little bit, mm-hmm. you might have to doggy paddle. But I, maybe, I think you might be right. I think that might be what he's saying is jump in. Just jump in. Just jump in. Don't be so scared. And maybe you do need to put in those traps, Jill, right? Maybe that is a part of that grand plan so that you don't create a plan B as your backup in case you need an out, in case you need to, you know, maybe it is admit defeat or you're you're not headed in the direction you want to go. I, I, I think the way that you're saying it makes perfect sense. And I don't know that either is wrong. I agree. Right, right. 
Yeah, I think that whatever it is that you're working towards, it's go in with robustness. Mm-hmm. And, you know, as you said, understand that, hey, there's things that are out of our control, but you've got the option to pivot. Right. <laughs> and move. That's it. Um, and, you know, to really reach your goal. Right. Now, my husband works in IT, and something that they do, and it's not really a plan B, I guess it's a, maybe it's a safety net, and in the IT world, he would have to, gosh, maybe every two or three years, maybe it was even once a year, it's been a long time, um, they would have a disaster recovery event. Yes. On a weekend, he would have to go fly somewhere where the, where the mainframe was. These words I do not understand. And they would hold themselves up for a weekend and they would pretend that the system crashed okay. or the world ended right. when it was 2000, when, the, when it was Y2K. They pretended the world ended kind of thing. And they had to figure out how to make the, um, the IT world, the computer world, continue to work sure in this disaster so they did this disaster recovery mm-hmm. so that isn't exa- I don't feel like that totally fits but it's in the in the work world you have to have that thing or you're going to be scrambling with a what do we do now what what do we do now well, what, what mm-hmm. how do we make this work how do we make everybody 20,000 I have no idea how many people are in your company even if it's 200 people how do we have 200 people work from home? We've never had to think about this before. Right. Maybe COVID has actually forced us to think some of these things through. How, how does right. this look going forward? Yes. And what are our options? Because I know for us, we decided, we thought we were best in the office. Oh, we were so efficient and we were effective. This We worked better as a team. Well, turns out we were as effective and efficient away from each other we did a study on our processes and they still work not in the office interesting and so I think that it has given us this opportunity to reset and look at how are we operating and I think that whenever something that is out of your control unexpected that you have not planned for that does provide a great opportunity to say, hmm, maybe we should explore the options within this. This Jill is so in tune with (laughs) the theme of what we do here at uh, Two Gen Xers and a Microphone, and that is your life typically doesn't turn out the way you plan it, right? We, right. we We just don't have a plan B we just live and let live and we let whatever life is going to come our way come our way because we know that life is turning out exactly as it's supposed to. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I think that is like the perfect way to end on a high note is you've got to move, take with you what you've learned, move it forward and build up that resilience. I agree. Until we all have hope, here's your weekly dose. Bye-bye. If your life didn't turn out how you thought it would, you are in the right place. If you're confident that life turned out exactly as it was supposed to, then tell us what you'd like to discuss and why. You can reach us at 2 Gen Xers and a Mic. 
That is the number two, G-E-N-X-E-R-S-A-N-D-A-M-I-C at gmail.com.